Eight minute, eight minute. It's okay. I know what that means. Do you really? I watch enough Bollywood. <laughs> this is gonna be super fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I would, I would cry. Why is that coming? Okay. Woo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sushi with Ziva. We're going to get sushi? No. Sorry. That's okay. Because I'm a vegetarian. Well, I know there's vegetarian sushi, but it's about getting raw. We talk about raw Ah. stuff. I have to explain that to people. So they, (laughs) well, I just made that up on the, like, you know. During the episodes, I was like, oh, I need to come up with a better reason for not having sushi. I love so it. I'm like, let's get raw. But anyway, I'm so excited for this episode. I don't know why, because that, that song just like amped up the energy. Exactly and the um, yeah, squad. <laughs> squad. I'm with my squad today in the house. Well, in the studio today, I have Yam and Marlon. Hey. <laughs> It's, so yeah, it's it's exciting because usually I was telling her before we started recording that a lot of the times the people that I record this episode with I I know them quite well or I've worked with them a lot and um, so I have like a better idea of this but in this case it's like I I kind of know you guys but I just feel like I have a vibe like you yeah. know you get that energy that you know someone and you yeah. you understand that they've gone through a lot and you have they have a story and you this can is see it on our face yeah it's in like like i so i'm muslim just to kind of top yeah. that off but like it's what they call like the node in your face it's like the light in your face and it's like attached to your soul and yeah your soul has multiple lives so maybe you did know me in a previous life i i i don't know but i'll, I'll like give a f- quick intro of how i met both of them so him i if you guys have heard the previous couple of episodes you know Milena, who's always been my guest, hey. my guest host, she and him are like really good friends. Are you guys like high school friends or? Our parents have been friends since we so were family little friends. kids. Yeah, and then like in high school we reconnected because um, like you know you're you get older and you can kind of make your own friends yeah. and decisions. And then in just like the last year or so we've just really like via Instagram and like being around. Yeah, really got like close as an adult. I know, and yeah. and yeah, she's she's coming here and she's we amazing. She's amazing, yeah. <laughs> and um, right after we recorded our last episode, we decided to do something like a ladies' luncheon where we brought in ladies together into a room and had, like, brunch and talked about different topics that had a really meaningful discussion and helped a lot of women. And he um, showed up for that, and she was speaking, and she said something about being woke or something like that. What, self-woke? Oh, self-woke. <laughs> <laughs> and that just stuck with me and i'm like damn i gotta get this girl on my podcast apparently she (laughs) has a podcast so it's it's super cool to you know just just know someone even though you've met them for a short amount of time but she's also um a graphic designer by profession i'm an instructional designer with a graphic design background yes (laughs) and she works with facebook yeah for now for now <laughs> but yeah that, we'll get into yeah. her, her deets soon and then and i have another person we have marlon and he's he's a, he's an interesting person i met him through <laughs> i met him so we i'm like 
an actor through Ford, and we had an Asian party, agency party, and <laughs> like yeah, a to meet the family. Yeah, yeah, and then I, you know, we met him there. I met him there, and I was like, oh, cool, like a another person who kind of looks like me. <laughs> like that's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was another like, brown fellow. Yeah, brown people unite. <laughs> yes, that's how it is. Um, and yeah, and you know, he was he. We also met for for a very brief time, and we just. Had our first photo shoot together as a couple, a couple. not like a fake, fake couple, but a Bollywood couple. Bollywood couple. Uh, <laughs> we're, yeah, those it's, are never. It's real. more like Bollywood. 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 I mean, y'all were in Buckeye. Yo, Buckeye had some like fancy places. I don't know. They're new. They're new. So yeah, that was. Oh, and other than being a model, you also work in the hospitality industry. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what you do there, but I just think you're... Well, I went to culinary school. Okay. I got my culinary arts degree. Okay. And then went to... Um, and got my bachelor's degree in hotel restaurant management. And so now, um, since I moved... Before I left Arizona, I was a restaurant manager. Mm-hmm. And when I came back, I couldn't get back into the management industry. So I had to start. I'm starting from the bottom again. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently serving. Okay. But I will be working my way up. That's messed up. Why can't you just be like, "Here's my resume"? It took me one year to get a job. I applied to 50 restaurants this year. Wow. Yeah. 50. Wow. And I've worked at some of the uh. top. Like, <laughs> the last restaurant I worked at was Cafe Monarch, which is uh, the number third best restaurant in the United States. Wow. I've never heard of it. It must be really. It's <laughs> very romantic and. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've never been there. No. But they've le- they up their levels for their servers. You have to be a level one sommelier. Ah. Uh, quite frankly, don't have, have the time. Mm. So yeah. it's all right. It's good to you, start from yeah, the bottom again. Yeah. So he cooks. I can cook. And he's a model. <laughs> He's very good looking. <laughs> I'm a, I, he walks in, and I was like, I'm a lesbian. I think you're hot. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny. Yes. I was like, I was not I'm just like, I want to be like, and you just came in like, yes, I exist. We're real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I want to be you. That's funny. I'm dusty I'm... and sweaty from packing and moving. <laughs> Mind you, I, ca- I came in feeling like, oh my God, I'm. Wait, I just, I look like a hot mess. I just came out of work. I literally ran out of work. Your hair looks perfect. Ah, uh, thank you. Your hair is perfect. Like, that's funny. I she cut my hair. So oh, yeah. My hair was much nicer. <laughs> Everyone's nice. Everyone looks great here. Yeah. Really good. Really? Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And Ian, tell us. Okay, so I want to know a little bit bo- about both of your, like, I you said you're from the hospitality industry, but tell us a little bit about, like, where you're from, uh, where your family's from. And things like that. So I was born and raised in Phoenix. <laughs> okay. Uh, my parents are from Eritrea. Yes. Um, they were in. Uh, it's like we border Ethiopia to the north. Oh wow. Yeah. So they took the whole Red Sea coast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So my parents were in Egypt for like. Well, my dad was there for like ten years. Yeah. They were refugees, and then he was like. Got papers to come to America and Australia, so I could have been like, "Good night, mate. How you doing? <laughs> no, you know." <laughs> uh, but he chose America. Um, now we're here. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving to Oakland in two weeks. 
Yeah, I heard. So I have to be out of my apartment by Saturday, and I started packing yesterday. No, it's it's good. I'm so glad I caught hold of you. I know. And I was like, I want to make this work because it's like, like you said, when we met, I was like, yeah, yes, she's so nice. dope. I was like, we need to, I need to make this happen. Because right. usually I'll be like, oh, so it's like, no. <laughs> but if I make a commitment, like, I'm going to do it. Yes. And I'm so glad. Like, yeah. Yes. So but, happy. So, yeah, I went to art school mm -hmm. for graphic design and then like, She's like, everyone's going to want you. I was like, please, go far, find me a job. <laughs> find me a job. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes. But that's my background. Okay, cool. Yeah. And what is <laughs> And we found out, so you're from, actually, um, you're from Sri Lanka originally. My parents, parents are. Your parents I'm are. You were born. American. Yeah, okay. And you were born. Your nationality is American. Yes. Correct. Okay. We're all trying to get self-woke here. That's what this episode <laughs> is all about. There's nationality, ethnicity, City. and where you're from, like from. in terms of your birthplace. Correct. Yeah. So you were born in, where were you born? California. LA? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Beverly Hills. Hell A. Hell A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you call that uh, Hell A? Because it was hell for me. Oh. Yeah. You want to get into it? <laughs> <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> I, I really don't know. Uh, high school. High school. That's the most hellish part of anyone's life. <laughs> yeah, I was. High school was not fun. Mm -hmm. um, I hated school. And my parents were just going through a divorce at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom was going through a divorce, and then she also got remarried at the same time. Yeah. And so um, I had a new stepbrother and stepfather to deal with. Like which immediately? I like. Almost immediately. Wow. Um, and so I tried, I was slacking off in school and I had to pass school somehow. So I befriended my high school counselor, who is now my best friend till this day. Wow. Yeah, 10 years later. Yeah. Class of 09. Wow. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, high school was not fun. Um, yeah, I, I did uh, finish high school. Um, then went to culinary school. Yeah. At Le Cordon Bleu. Mm -hmm. Finished that. And three days after, my mom said, go get your bachelor's degree. And the, the deal was with us is get your bachelor's and I get you a Range Rover. Okay. So I called Le Cordon Bleu and said, I'd like to sign up for the bachelor's program. And they said, the only one, the only location that's doing the bachelor's program now is in Arizona. Mm -hmm. One week later, I was... I was in Arizona, signed for an apartment, signed for an apartment, and um, signed up for school. Mm -hmm. And when I signed up for school, they um, they said, oh, the woman who I was talking with for the whole week prior didn't know that they stopped doing the, um, actual, the actual bachelor's program at that school. It's everything is going to be online from now on. And <sighs> literally 20 five hours prior I had signed a lease oh, a one year lease no. so you're and so I was basically stuck here mm. I didn't want to do online courses yeah um, I had no choice and so I still moved out here which was a blessing in the long run because yeah. I got away from my family yeah <clears throat> and so we kind of know why I know why you got out of your family but um, do you do you want to Ex explain what ha happened. 
Yeah. He's like, as he takes a sip of wine, like a big gulp. Where did I begin with that? Um. So we, she just mentioned that, you know, you obviously both of you. What I noticed is that, um, you guys are from your parents are immigrants. And then you're also, that itself, like, being a second generation, you know, um, what is the word, second generation migrant or American? I don't know, man. I keep forgetting these terms. You have to help me here. Yeah. Okay. Diaspora. I would say diaspora. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, obviously you said you're, you know, Muslim and then, um, and then also the fact that you both actually are from the LGBT community. And it's just dealing with all that and having that experience. Like, I have not, like, I, I haven't really, I can't really empathize with that um, because it's just beyond me. And until I heard both of you guys speak about it and what you had to go through was the first time that I was actually self-woke about it myself. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, okay, I've, I, I just can't even fathom this, you know, dealing with something like this as it is. You know, we deal with so much explaining stuff to our parents who probably don't really understand, you know, what's happening in our life and to live your truth and be truthful to yourself but also to your family because you respect them um that's just a lot so yeah i I, i'm sure both of you have very different stories behind this but i don't know yam did you want to talk about how how it was to you know tell your family about it i did you tell tell them by choice yes oh I I went through. I was a very angsty teen. Yeah. I, I I withheld. Like I just was like doing shit that just didn't make sense, and everyone's like, "What the fuck's wrong with her?" Yeah. Like, I was trying to get married at like eighteen so that I can get divorced immediately, and then I wouldn't be a like a quote unquote virgin, so that nobody would want to marry me anymore, so that I can mm. just have a female best friend and live my my happy gay lifestyle. Wow. Like. It, for real, like I tried so hard not to be gay, and then like around 24, I was just like, I'm just gonna keep doing it until I enjoy it. And it's just guy after guy, like it just wasn't it. And then I was just celibate after that. I was like, fuck it, like I guess I'll never be happy. I'll just drown myself in my work, you know? Yeah. And like I'll find fulfillment in other places or whatever. And when people feel, they feel bad, like, oh, every time there's a wedding, oh, you next, you next. Yeah. Like, if you really believe in God, then you'll know that you know it'll happen when it happens, whether it's tomorrow or fifty. You know, I'd just get like, like the behavior yeah, was always so like reactive because internally I was trying to suppress. Like I knew since I was like ten or eleven, I saw Janet Jackson, and I was just like, all right, yes. Um, so around twenty-five, I started experimenting and like. Like, be, just, just being on Girl Tinder was, like, really scary for me. Mm. Because I was like, what if I see somebody I know? What is the name of Girl Tinder, though? Girl, like, Tinder, but, like, women searching no, for women. what's the, na- what's the name Tinder. of it? It's Tinder. Like, it's Tinder? It's Tinder, yeah. But you can, like, choose you your preference. Not like, like Grindr. No. Uh, no, I think that's called Her. Pardon? Her is, like, the lesbian version. Or the oh. I think, gr- female yeah, Grindr is the gay version gay of Tinder. Version. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a lesbian version, which is called her. Her, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Called Linder. Linder. Oh my God, Lady Tinder. Um, yeah, and actually, I met my best friend Carly uh-huh. on Girl Tinder, and so okay. I met up with her, and I like I 
I guess I was like, I want to date her, you know? Yeah. And then I met her, and she's like, oh, my God, you're so cool. And I'm like, oh, you're so cool. Like, Do you want to be friends? And, like, a month later, we went to Napa together with her dad. And, like, <laughs> it, and then I kind of, like, gave up the whole, like, search because I was like, no, like, you know, I put so much pressure on myself with religion and, like, my family. And then, then I met this other woman who was like super dope and she was like super into me she's like in a poly relationship because her girlfriend lived in california and she lived here and so i ended up like being like their both of their girlfriends okay like right. in a way like i don't even know how to like describe it <laughs> the more the suddenly you're getting all this attention well because i i felt like because it's not just my sexuality it was like how i presented myself i hyper did the hyper feminine things because i didn't want like I never cut my hair until after I came out. Okay. I didn't want people to think I was gay. Oh. Yeah. Like, why you cut your hair? You look like the, the gay, or like you look like women who like women. You know, like I didn't want to be that. So I just I I kept my head down and I followed the status quo. And then finally, after I went through like a terrible, I will I was dating somebody and it was really really awful. So after the couple, I just started dating someone seriously and it was my first real girlfriend and she had a son and you know we traveled and we did things and it just was very very terrible like we were always fighting she was always fighting with me yeah and, and uh, by then, then did you tell your parents mm -mm. So, so that you meeting were her i was like oh my god you know i love her so much they call them like u-haul lesbians where like you go on the second date you bring a u-haul with you because you're moving in <laughs> like because yes. we move really yep. fast because that's like the stereotype mm. so my first real relationship was definitely like that like i only spent six months with her but those six months felt like oh. six years like it was like abusive and terrible but yeah. so in that relationship when things were good kind of like around thanksgiving i was like oh my god i love her so much and i went to thailand for thanksgiving because i was my parents were divorced so i was like i'm not trying to be like come to my house no you come to my house yeah. don't go to your mom you know like i didn't want to <laughs> deal with that so i was like bye guys i'm going to bangkok see ya so i'm in thailand and i'm like on the beach and i'm not working i'm not doing any schoolwork. like i'm just chilling and this is the first time i've had free time in my head so I was like, why do I love this person? I can't even tell my family. Fuck that shit, you know? So I came home and I was like, dad? And he just kept dipping his tea bag in his tea and he wouldn't stop. And oh. my, brother, my younger brother was like, that's cool. Congratulations for understanding yourself more. You know, he knew already. Yeah. Because yeah, I told right. my siblings yeah. were super supportive. I remember when I told my brother, like, I was like, I have to tell you something. I need to call you and blah, blah. And that was earlier in that June. Mm. He was like, oh, I thought you were going to tell me you were, like, pregnant or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he really thought, like, oh, you're just gay? Oh, what a relief. <laughs> yeah. Um, my sister, she's like, yeah, it's cool. My younger brother was like, yeah, it's cool. Um, but my dad didn't say anything. It was the everything after that that was really terrible. Um, like, the man sobbed in my arms, accuses me of, like, killing him. Like, oh. I, like, destroyed his, like, life. He's like, you shot me. You, killed, you stabbed me in my heart. You, like, basically killed me, like... Mm -hmm. Where's like, that knife? That I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but it's just basically our relationship is not the same at this point. We're we're cordial. There was a he didn't come to my graduation. Mm. I'm the first person in my entire family. I'm talking about all my first cousins, wow. and there's like forty of us. So like that's a lot of people. Yeah, out of all like my whole family, I'm the only one with a master's degree. Wow, and people flew in to L.A. at Fullerton to go to my. My graduation. graduation and your and my own dad wasn't even there oh. and people knew he didn't have to work he went on a two month sabbatical the next week so people were like what the fuck? shame on him yeah. I mean that's his that's his regret not mine yeah, yeah. exactly okay yeah his loss his loss and yeah. then and then your mom 
my mom's first reaction was like, oh, Allah, what did I do in my life to deserve, you know, this punishment? And I just snapped at that point. I think because I had dealt with my dad already and yeah. I went to her and I was like, It's like Can you I can't I tell them together and just get it over right. with. Right, well, because she wouldn't have come over. Yeah. She would have been like, oh my God, she's pregnant. Like, I don't know why everybody thought that, but... Um, yeah, she just like immediately made it about her. And I think I just snapped and I was like, stop making it about you. Like, I've tried all these years, this, this, this person. So I've been engaged three times. Like, I don't care. Like, I tried so hard to make it work and it's, God made me like this. So if you truly believe in God and he created me and you know that, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, she's just like, you're my daughter, I love you, the same, blah, blah, blah. And she, like, wiped my tears. She went from crying and, you know, needing tissues to, like, wiping my tears, helping me calm down. Aww, she was sweet. really sweet about it. And we've always had, like, uh, we've never have really had a, um, a relationship before that. So that was kind of our defining moment. But then she also won't attend my wedding. Like, mm. that's a conversation we had. Um, but it's just, like, that's what she feels She's like, no, not that kind of wedding. That's not right. And I'm like, I hate that you think that way, but I'd rather have what we have right now and just not see her at my wedding. Because mm -hmm. quite honestly, she's going to make it uncomfortable and ruin it. And I want to drink at my wedding. So <laughs> if it's a real Muslim <laughs> wedding, there's going to be a dry wedding. <laughs> I don't want to have a dry wedding. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. My they both both my parents were like, just don't tell my don't tell my mom. Yeah. Like, don't tell your grandmother. Yeah. Basically, I have a grandmother in Indonesia and a grandmother here. Yeah. So, like, I have to color out my tattoos. Yeah, I, I remember you saying Yeah, like, I have, like, a like a fake, like, carpal tunnel sleeve that I wear. <laughs> oh She's like, aren't gosh. you right-handed? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's just, like, honestly, if you're kind to me and, like, as my mother, as my father, like, you're not trying to, like, I mean, financially, I was already 100% independent. Like, I wasn't, like, I don't know. I didn't need them. Mm. So whether they accepted it or not, I was still able to walk away. Um, so that's something I'm very thankful for. But um, yeah, it's not the same. My family is just like a thing that I do now, unfortunately. And like, I make it a point to be 100% who I am, even in Eritrean spaces. Yeah. And if somebody's like, are you gay? Yeah. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. But if they don't ask me, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. You're because my mom also is a small business owner. And if people are like, oh, this woman's daughter is gay, they might stop buying things from her. Mm. So I'm not trying to fuck up her business either. So I still dress gay or whatever that means, like, you know, androgynous and masculine appearing, but whatever. People can think what they want. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's mad I cut my hair, but like, it's not their head. So fuck <laughs> Oh up. my gosh. <laughs> well, that's uh, probably they're more angry about that than anything else. Your hair is beautiful. Why you cut your hair? And I'm just like, <laughs> I love that. Because I hate doing my hair. Do they, so do they know about like the, like you have a girlfriend and things like that? Um, my siblings know. Yeah. My mom was like, who are you going to Paris with? And I was like, by myself. But yeah. eventually, like, if we're, I mean, we're definitely like in the serious zone of relationships. But like, and if we get married, like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be like, my wife and I are going yeah. to yeah. Europe or yeah. and whatever we're traveling. And if you don't like it, don't ask me about it. Mm. Stop asking me who I'm going with. Mm. If you don't want to know, stop asking me. Like, I don't lie to my parents. Mm. It's like, I'm a terrible liar. It's mm. always backfired on me yeah. <laughs> to lie in my life. So it's just like, and I've had to lie so much to cover up everything. Yeah. And it's exhausting. I don't have enough mental capacity to keep an edit log of the bullshit that 
I was getting into, you know? Yeah. I think, and yeah, I, f- I feel that too. <laughs> no, I know what you mean about that. Yeah, I'm like, that I don't was... have time to keep track and connect the dots. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you relate to that, Marlon, when she, whatever she just said? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, um, my, my plan was to marry a woman. Um, uh, and in my head, I was going to be successful. So I would be able to afford a nice lifestyle for both of us. Yeah. But and get a nice big home, have have two children, or four, <laughs> twi- two sets of twins, <laughs> um, and um, we play the husband and wife role when my family's in town. But when they're not here, we can have our own thing. Yeah, she can have her own separate life. Do you want to get married? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm like proposing to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I oh see God. what's happening here. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. I, yeah. Oh, I'm like, I already have the wedding wedding plan, so. I just <laughs> so okay, was that the plan to like you know have a deal with a woman like not oh, like yeah. Yeah. oh I found yeah, a perfect be- woman. Oh okay. Well, she's not that perfect, but she was the perfect fit for me. Like, <laughs> I asked her for many years. I'm like, so I asked this. I was one of my coworkers, and quite divine looking woman and really nice like personality she um i said you know what you ever since i've known her she's always going on dates because she can never find a boyfriend mm-hmm. and i'm like look i will get you a ring that will give you back problems okay I'll get us a nice big house have two children with me or four twins. I'm like, Diff- yeah two sets of twins <laughs> and then um you can live your own life and I said I asked her for five years. I think on the fifth year, her mother was like, "It's not a bad idea. Why don't you do it?" And then um, she kept saying, "Marlon, you're so gay. Everyone knows you're gay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was on a rant. Like she, like she made me feel like I was just a baton twirler, just just doing the most at all times. And so um, when my parents found out, unintentionally. Um, How did they find out? So when I moved out of Phoenix, I had a, my own condo out here. Yeah. And rather rather than putting everything into storage, I put it into the attic mm. in my parents' house. And that was 70 boxes, by the way. Because I had the inventory of what was in what box. Oh, and so my nice. mother thought she was going to be Harriet the Spy and go through every single box <laughs> within a year and a half period. And she finds a small shoebox of memories with my ex and I, who happened to be 51. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. And he was married with right. children. Uh-huh. Exciting. So I came home to a knife pulled up, like just a butcher knife in her hand. Damn. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Did she use it? Are you okay? It was swinging, like it was, it was going places, but it didn't touch me. But it was, she was the disgust in her, in her face and in her voice. Just she was so disgusted with the whole situation. And uh, one statement that was said was, "I brought you in, I'll take you out." Mm. Yeah, so uh, that was fun. Um. And then it was also, it was all, 
I also embarrass the family because apparently we're the Kardashians. Mm. Um, of Sri Lanka? Of Sri Lanka. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently so because we're, what is so-and-so going to say? What is so-and-so? Oh, yeah. What is she going to say? And I said, care. I'm sorry. She's a maid. She scrubs toilets. Like, <laughs> she's not she's not anyone specific, like, yeah. anyone special. Yeah. She's not an influencer. Um, and so my mother and her her sisters decided to go on full-on full on attack. Like, they went out of their way to attack me. And so... So your siblings also didn't... Oh, no. Yeah. No, they, my siblings go after what is essential in their lives and finance and comfort. Oh, they would get cut off if cut. they supported you? I'm not sure if, if they supported me, but if... I think so. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to even talk about. It's like... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I lost... Um, so, my family found out, and then they all started going on attack. I basically locked myself in the guest house mm-hmm. at my parents' house, the room I was living in. And so it got to the point where I wouldn't even come out during the day. I'd only come out at night when everyone was sleeping. And I'd sneak into the house just to get food and take a shower. Mm. And um, it got to the point where they, they were just doing like little things like the car that I was using, they would put a handlebar lock on it so I couldn't use it. So when I would come home, come inside and start screaming, all of a sudden the police was called. And, uh, oh, he's crazy like the Vegas shooter. That's what I was being compared to. Mm. That was a lot of fun. Especially, at, it was right after the Vegas shooting happened. Oh, my God. So... I went from the officers talking to me like I was a loser, number one, like I was a loser, to now I'm a psychopath. And mind you, I had just moved to Los Angeles and bought my third Mercedes. I was doing well. The reason why I moved back to Los Angeles is because um, something in me said, go back home. And so I moved back within five days. Oh, this you moved from Phoenix back to? Correct. Okay. Because I was in Arizona for seven years. Mm-hmm. Oh, you okay? Yeah, I loved. I was thriving out here. Mm-hmm. Um, did very well for myself. And something in me said, "Go back home." So I did within five days. I moved back, and two weeks later, I get very ill. Fast forward to five months later, I get diagnosed with lupus. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I was kind of lucky that I did go back to LA, um, because no one I would have been on the streets here. Yeah. Um, but then my family found out, and it all backfired. Mm. And so it got to the point where they were terrorizing me so much that I lived in my vehicle for three months. And uh, it was, what, one year and one week ago I moved to Phoenix? Back from LA. Back from L.A.? L.A.? Yeah. LA. yeah. And so I even got fired from my job for being homeless. They worked at a very prestigious hotel. How did they know? Because I was, I mean, I was open about it. Like, oh. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm homeless, poor me. It was, yeah. who has a room to rent? Who has something to rent me? Mm. Mm. And then my family got involved. So and they so. wouldn't allow you to even, like, rent another place? No, everyone that they knew. Yeah. They would call it out and tell them, oh, no, he's he's gay. Don't do it. Don't, don't 
don't sell, don't rent to him. But then LA is so open-minded about this. Like, why would they? Correct. My parents have been in this country for forty years. Yeah. They're yeah. business owners. My mother has done very well for herself. She can't, and she started off as a maid. So you would think she would be more open to it than anyone else. Well, not your mom, but at least the people around, like other than your family. Right. right. But people that know my parents or uh, work with them, it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to ruin that relationship. Right. Right. And so, I mean, I did have a couple people here and there, like, offer their places to me, but they were in no position to. Um, I do, I, I am very grateful for that little, what am I trying to say? I just blanked. No. Grateful. I'm grateful for what, for what they did, but, mm. uh-huh. yeah. I'm literally starting to blank. No, it's no, okay. It's okay. How do you feel like now that you've come out, like cats out the bag, whether you wanted it to be or not? But do you feel better? Or do you feel freer? No, I don't. Uh, no, I feel freer because I'm not speaking with my family anymore. Mm-hmm. I have a new family now out here. Um, it's been over a year since I've spoken with my family, and um, it's a lot better. Like I'm able to be myself and. Mind you, it's not like I was much different when I was around them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my mom called me every time she went she went to go buy a dress or she was going to an event. How should I put my hair? How should I do this? Mm-hmm. And so... When it's convenient for them. Exactly. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're shocked that I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one fixing your skirt all the time and making your hair appointments. But... Um, That's no, frustrating. It's very frustrating. I mean, one thing I told her when I, when we were fighting towards the end, I said, good luck ever looking cute again. Because I'm the one. <laughs> Damn. Oh. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm the one who always made sure that she always looked presentable. Right. Sometimes yeah. she'd go out leave the house looking like, you know, mm-hmm. she'd just what been on the doing? fields all day. Mm. <laughs> and she wasn't. How's that sun, mom? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, and so, yeah. But that. I'm better now th- since I've detached myself from them. Yeah. It was toxic energy. Yeah. And this week will be like the final cut, like final ties I cut with my family. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when I was in Los Angeles and I got sick, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, including my vehicle. And so I ended up a year later, of not, a year after not having a car. She ended up getting me a car with all strings attached, mind you. And so um, I've been fortunate enough to have been given a vehicle, a new one, and um, I can now give that vehicle back to her and completely cut all ties. It's so great to be... Like, I stress financial independence. Oh, yes. So much. Yes. For sure. Oh, I and they've never taken care of like they've never paid. They didn't pay my bills. Mm. I always paid my own. Right. Um. But this whole car thing, like she signed, she signed for my car note. Mm. So she has the payments under her name. Ah. So that's why she's pulling all the mm. all the strings are attached, even though I pay for the vehicle. That's dumb. Mm. But when you, when you. When your brand new Mercedes is repossessed, 
Mm, yeah. No one. Yeah. They won't give you a tuk-tuk. No. Right. Not even if you ask. <laughs> This thing yeah. runs if you push it. <laughs> yeah, no, they wouldn't even give me that. Oh, yeah. like, no. no, I see. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I can't. I can't even fathom like what you must have gone through. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. insane. All my family. It's yeah. Like you don't even have like a, a cousin that's mm, like I got I, you, bro. I have one cousin, but who's also a lesbian, but hey. she likes to talk to her her mother a lot about me. Like, and I'm like, we're the same age. Like, you you know to shut your mouth. Uh, but no. And so it's sad. I, I, re- I do miss my cousin a lot. But yeah. I guess when she learns how to keep her mouth shut, we can be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, don't post me and my gay cousin in B.S. West or, or in West Hollywood. I'm like. God, I B.S. West. B.S. Worst. Yeah. <laughs> B.S. all the time. Um, but, yeah, yeah, like... Sorry, I feel like my story has been, like, all over the place. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, I'm just, like, listening. Cause no. It's, it's, nobody really talks about this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's... And I usually... My... My, my pot... Aw. Oh. Oh. oh, my God. Okay. Take a deep breath. Have another sip. Have another yeah. sip. You're very brave. No, you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um... Yeah, usually these episodes that I do are, I try to keep it like very light. <laughs> like, but oh, you know, no. we, got, we, we pulled the shovel out for this one. <laughs> we're, we're gonna keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> but I think sometimes it's important that we can laugh, laugh, laugh. But um, at the end, we also need to like you know sit down and really look at yeah. what's what's deep and and you know like it was tough. Like I mean, I didn't have a knife pulled on me, but it's like. My whole life, my family was everything that I was very, very sure. Emotionally, it's a knife. Well, like, I see what you did there. Um, but it's just like, like in college, like yeah. I was 17. So I, didn't, I didn't know what eggnog was. Yeah. Like, and I grew up in America my whole life. Yeah. I had a professor say, go to town. I was like, what does that mean? And I'm just like confused. Like, he meant, town. Uh, we are in town, you know, like that kind of, like I was very much like an alien. Like I just came to this country. Yeah. So it's like, as I've grown and explored, like I feel like coming out was this like, hey, I'm gay, but hey, I hate really, really feminine things most of the time. I do like a good pair of like, you know, a nice dress and stuff sometimes, but if I could wear cut off shorts and oversized long sleeves t-shirts mm-hmm. and rock a short haircut, yeah yeah it's it's just, just normal right and it shouldn't like, be like explicit like i can i just feel like every aspect of me i can finally be it like i don't have to hide how i feel yeah i don't have to hide who my actual friends are because they're not what my parents would expect me to be friends with mm. and i felt like coming out was just like a coming out of life you know and that's what i was telling you like self-woke mm. like as soon as i came out thanksgiving First week of December, we had a huge fight, and she broke up with me. Then we got back together, and then she broke up with me. Then we had a New Year's that was super boring and not fun. But then, like, early January, she's like, I think we should just be friends. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I rebounded for the first time ever, (laughs) because I said, fuck it, and I'm out, and I could do whatever I want. So I rebounded, and then that girl thought I was trying to have a relationship with her, and my girlfriend was like, you cheated on me. I was like, you broke up with me. I spent two weeks trying to fix this, and you know. But that's when I met my lady. Aw. 
And uh, that five months was very interesting. It got kind of fucked up. I was not ready for it. <laughs> it was so fucking broken. Um, but it was like, that's what I was telling you. It's like all these layers of like every brick you've built in your sanctuary, mm-hmm. tower, castle, whatever you want to call it. Like she, Banshee screamed at me and destroyed all of it. So I'm just this like little child exposed to all the elements. Yeah. And I was just fucked up. I didn't know what to do. So it's a lot of therapy and a lot of positive reinforcement and focusing on school. Like I went from this terrible breakup and being two months behind on my thesis to getting my master's degree, having a connection with my mom for the first time in my life. And like all these things, it's just like I'm really, I do have my down days, Mm -hmm. down weeks, sometimes down months. I'm not gonna deny that. Cause like, yeah, I miss my family. Like I miss being able to be like, hi auntie, you know, and like I still have to kind of hide, but like not really. Yeah. So I think this move is gonna be really good for me cause I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, and you're going to a really good place. Yeah, I just, I need to leave. You need to leave. I I think sometimes, I think you did that too. You essentially left to kind of a new place. It creates a different boundary. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not being rude. I'm trying to, you'll see why. I'm on my phone right now, but it has something to do with my story. But, and coming out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a good detachment. Yeah. Like, I'm not, for a year, they haven't known where where I was at. Yeah, my dad hasn't known my address for mm. two years and a half. Mm. It's going to pretty much stay that way. Yeah. I don't want to risk. Like, what are you going to do to me in my sleep? Yeah. Are right. you going to stalk me? Right. Are you going to have somebody or call not, at, are you? When are when? you? When? Yeah, because he stalked me in high school. Mm. I'm pretty sure he hired a PI or just spent a lot of time and gas money following me around because he had time stamps on when I left and entered places. Mm. He talked to my friend's friends. And I'm like, what kind of crazy person do you look talking to other 16-year-olds? Oh, no, that's normal in our household. That's, I'm the only kid he's ever done that with. Yeah. But it's like getting phone records printed off. And like, at 19, I got a job. And I'm like, I'm paying my phone bill now, thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so do you like communicate with him at all? I was just at his house before now, but only to get my shit in the garage. <laughs> shit. Yeah, my high school diploma and my undergrad degree was there. <laughs> um, jewelry I've been missing, some cultural clothes, yeah. like um, an old pair of shoes that I really, really wanted. Yeah. That um, I just, yeah, whatever was in that box, just took it. Took it? And- yeah. I mean, we say hi when we need to, but a few months ago he basically was ranting about my, because my older brother married an African-American woman, so he was mad about that, obviously. Uh-huh. stupid it's like when you marry outside your culture and they get really upset about it yeah. oh well it's alright yeah. oh, that's funny yeah so it's the same thing yeah with that's what I'm saying we can, yeah, we're, we're the all from the thing. same place it's the eastern <laughs> thing yeah Um. so he gets mad my, my brother's just living his best life my brother's the happiest I've ever seen him be like oh, yeah. my younger brother just moved to San Francisco so it's about to be uh-huh. turn up because all three of us are going to be there <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> my younger sister's still here because she's still in school but um, yeah so there's that and then my younger brother's just a private guy yeah. He just, like, keeps himself. He doesn't really call a lot. But when he does, he does, you know? Hates that. He just has this, like, when I was in Egypt, I called my dad every Sunday. And this was the respect that I gave my dad. So like, you he? guys you guys don't give me respect. He's, like, six. I think he just turned 60. So what I was telling you, kind of, like, when we got, like, we took a little mini break, <laughs> is he, he was, my dad was getting remarried, and he was just, like, all this craziness in your head. Like, you need to get rid of it. Yeah. Go back to how you used to be. Yeah. And I was, like, 
Oh, you mean when I denied every single part of me just to bow down to be submissive to you, sir? Yeah. Fuck that. And I still I still had a little bit of an attachment. But it wasn't until that day where he was ragging on my brothers. He's like, none of you guys can stay here anymore. This isn't a hotel. Nobody can stay in this house. And I was like, all right, noted. Because I'm also moving. So I was like, okay, none of us can come. He's like, I'm not talking about you. Blah, blah. And I was like. Well, you said all of us. And then I finally asked him, like, whenever I talk to you, it seems like you don't want to talk to me. Mm. He's like, whether you call me or not, it's it's whatever. Yeah. Like, my existence just doesn't matter. And at that point, I got in my car and I just started driving and I started bawling, crying. And then my girlfriend called me and I went to my friend's house who lived nearby because I just couldn't drive a distance mm. crying that much. But I think what it was is uh, what my girlfriend said, she's like, you've been looking down and you kept hitting your head on this wall and hurting yourself and you finally had a moment he gave you the opportunity to look up mm. you see the wall now you avoid it stop hurting yourself and that's exactly what's happened it's like sure dad whatever cool oh you don't like this all right well, i'm just so happy i will not do anything to compromise myself on your happiness on my happiness and it's like i know that what I'm doing is not hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything negative. I mean, I'm not a murderer. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I, you know, like I'm a professional, but it's like, oh, I have a septum ring, so uh, no one will ever give me a job. I work for a huge company. It's like my brother did the whole professional thing and I didn't. And we both still work in Silicon Valley. Yeah. So, uh, whatevs. Yeah. So it's just constantly proving him wrong. Um, and just living my life. Breaking the norm. Breaking the norm, yeah. Norm. And setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Oh, setting boundaries is great. And I love that moving to Oakland will be, make bigger boundaries. And because I love my mom and grandma, but my grandma's really invasive. Yeah. Very intrusive. And That's like, how I, just... I felt too when I moved here. So, yeah. It's it's good to have the space. You love your parents, but you know, you want that space. Just, it's just, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, both of you have like gone through so much, but what was, I want to say the rainbow lining behind all this? Like, how do you cope with after like all the stuff that you go, you obviously spoke about therapy and, you know, doing that, but you know, was there any other coping mechanisms that you guys do? What's the hope behind all this? I listen to mantras a lot. Mantras mm -hmm. like really kept me mm -hmm. sane. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time, I didn't know it was helping me. Yeah. I literally was playing mantras to tune up my mother's yelling because she was, like, mm. outside of my room door screaming. Mm. So I'd blast these mantras. What kind of, like... Just, um, I Googled... Um, I went on YouTube and I typed in, like, mantras to ward off evil. And, oh, wow. And, like, cle and cleanse the energy and yeah. positive, positive energy mantras. That's cool. And I'm not joking, those things have really helped. So I was, I I had, was going through pure, I had full anxiety attacks, like, Same. for a good year and a half. Mm -hmm. No, two years straight. Like, I couldn't breathe half the time, because my heart was just racing all the time, like it is right now. Mm. Um, breathe. And so, um, the mantras helped a lot, and um, detachment. Mm-hmm. I've just been learning about detachment a lot lately. Like, when you're detached from everything, it's so much easier to go with the flow. Just mm -hmm. trusting in the universe. Like, 
a lot like a lot of my anxiety because I used to be on Xanax, Lexapro, <laughs> any pill, name it. I've taken it, and it's just. I mean, I use I smoke weed like mm. to regulate my anxiety, which helps. Um, it's medicine, like it really does chill me out when I need to. Um, but being able to just really, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. I I promise you, I'm not high right now. <laughs> so you we're said breathing. something that like got me on this train of thought and then the train just disappeared into the tunnel and I don't know what happened. No, but I, I, I feel you. You, gonna, you got the I drift. got your drift. Got it. Even though Perfect. you drifted away. Uh, my brain cells are literally <laughs> hanging on by a thread. No, right no, I, 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 I feel you. Um, not because of the weed, because I'm worried. <laughs> just to clarify. Yes. No, the, I, I could go on and on. There's like so many questions that I have about around mm. this. We maybe have to do a part two. We'll see. But the thing is... Um, Due to time, we'll kind of do this last segment that I do, and then we can wrap up. It's like the 36 questions that lead to love, but we're not going to do all 36. What I do is (laughs) I ask, it's very deep questions, and since we're already on that path, I just ask you guys to choose a number from 1 to 36, and I'll ask you a question based on that. 22. Okay, fine, let's go. Best Uh, number in the world. Um, Well... <laughs> what roles do love and affection play in your life? Everything. Okay. I think that if you're not doing something with love, don't do it. And then in terms of like relationships, I guess, <laughs> which is what we're talking about. Um physical touch is my love language. Mm-hmm. When number one, like hands down. Really? Water like water what is it called? The landslide like, it's like my numbers were like ones and twos, and then like physical touch was like 100. Uh, so it's <laughs> very important. Like, just simple things. Yeah. Like, we're walking to a restaurant, and you like push me aside a little bit to walk in front of you. Like, yeah. Little things like that mean a lot to me. So, yeah, that's dope. Do you want to answer that same question, or do you can choose a different number? Number nine. Oh, okay. Please. That's actually my favorite Eight. number. What's that? Uh, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Just cross his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can answer that too. Yeah, Anyone can answer for? it. What am I grateful for? I, I can I can answer for myself. If you want, just to give you uh, for me, it's health always. Yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to go through these struggles and come out of it stronger and be able to learn a lot from it mm-hmm. and take those take the positive sides of what I've gone through. Take the positive out of the negative mm-hmm. situations that I've gone through. Be an optimist. Yeah. Not be oh yeah. Being optimistic but literally getting myself through it. Like, yeah. I mean I've had friends that tell that have said, We're surprised you're still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh I am too. Yeah. Resilience. Your resilience. And you like you came here and now you're like you got you know, you're doing modeling and yeah. you're making new friends and it's I feel like everything happens for the best. Absolutely. And yeah, I I could never tell till he even like mentioned it that he has gone uh, gone through something like that. And I think as humans, I think that Mm -hmm. I've heard you say the ignorance of it all. Yeah, that's something that we were talking about earlier that I wanted to kind of talk is like if there's anything like not even just coming out or like anything that has to do with this subject. But if you're ignorant to something that's a touchy subject and you genuinely just want to know like it's okay to ask questions typically people 
when you ask them like, hey, I don't know a lot about this, but you know, I know you're blank and I wanted to see like, can you tell me more? Mm-hmm. Like that's really how it starts. Like I get really personal and invasive with the questions I ask my friend who's trans. But we've established that like, I don't know anything about anything that you feel or what you go through and I'm just really interested in learning more so I can be like a better friend and whatever. And they were so positive. Like I ask really invasive questions <laughs> because I'm curious, but we have a relationship where it's like, that's okay. Yeah. And so. then is that where, so w- what exactly is self-woke to you then? Like we've been talking about it, but what does that mean to you? Uh, being self-woke for me was like just really discovering exactly who I am and being fully aware of, of me yeah and like yeah i'm a bad bitch i'm smart as fuck like i wouldn't have gotten to where i was if i wasn't dope as hell so like just remembering that because i used to be like oh my god so and so so cool oh my gosh uh," you know like i even said to you like can i be you when i grow up like yeah like you're awesome but i mean people want to be me when they grow up so we yeah, can both be great i think yeah i so i respect that you both will probably are like you know as they say, paving the path for people to really be free and be open. Like yeah. you are probably helping a lot of people in ways that you don't even realize. So. Yeah, I've had two cousins come out to me. Wow. And they were like, oh, you can't tell anybody. One of them's bi, so she's like, oh, well, if I marry a guy, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. The other one's like, I'd rather die than have my mom not talk to me. Wow. And so I worry, I worry that's, about her that's a lot. What I, was on. I worry about her a lot. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we have, like, secret Eritrean, Ethiopian, LGBT queer societies. <laughs> like, like Instagram, like, secret yeah. DM group chat. So we're getting there, but... I doubt we have that in the South Asian. Do you think you do? Community <laughs> groups like this? They actually do. They do. I feel like they, they, do. they do. They're just secret. Secret. Yeah. I, I can't put myself in that, that situation. I can't. It would yeah. make... Everything's so much more awkward for me. Yeah, I feel you. I can't be around another 20 other timid people. Just, You know, I don't blame you. I did that. I'm just, I'm going to stick to my one-on-one conversations with people. Sounds good, yeah. Well, on that note, I think we have to wrap up. But it was so nice having you both here and, like, sharing your heart out. Um, I definitely feel like this is like an ongoing conversation. I have like so many other questions to ask you all, but I think, I don't know. I just, I've learned a lot and I can definitely empathize better than I could have before. So thank you all so much. I thank really you. appreciate it. I love us. you. Yes. I, you. I love you both. Thank you. Take care. Yes. Thank you everyone for listening and please like, subscribe and share. I so bad at this part <laughs> like if you're um if you're listening to this you can always rate on itunes on podcasts or just let me know what you think uh that's that's all that matters thank you see you everyone bye, bye. spotify too right spotify yeah, yeah. <laughs>